by Ryan Scully. That is amazing. I kind of want to play the intro again. It's so good. <laughs> Don't get too attached to I, it. I know. Um, anyway, uh, this is uh, the first episode of Obligations at the Lounge, um, our podcast, um, about what's going on at BJ's Lounge, the uh, world-famous BJ's Lounge. <laughs> Yeah, uh, current news, history, uh, tall tales. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, current news, history, tall tales. Mm-hmm. Um, music. Yeah, the music is going on. Um, who who are you? <laughs> who um, are? I'm Howie. Mm-hmm. I bartend at BJ's at the lounge. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. I think I saw you counting money earlier, too. Yes, I got promoted. Ooh. Um, don't tell everyone. I don't want them to treat me differently. Well, I guess that's cats out of the bag no. on that one. Oh, I'm just shit. kidding. Yes, I get to show up earlier than usual and catch you when you're still in your prime. Yeah. Before you turn to Cinderella. Yeah. At 2, <laughs> at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were saying that I, I, I lose all clarity and... Um, uh, in, in any type see right right now see? i can't talk because it's fucking 2 30 and i at two o'clock um i become a it pumpkin all goes to shit. i become a pumpkin but um i'm scully um ryan scully uh owner of the lounge and um uh you know book the bands there and mop the floors and yeah. um don't really bartend anymore no yeah, that's not not a good look. You made a margarita this morning. I did. That's big news at the lounge. We have a new margarita recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, much better than the uh, poor attempt at margaritas we were making <laughs> prior to today. Yeah, we're we're attempting to have a unified margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're not gonna. I won't share that recipe right now. But no, you have to come into the bar to find out. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a. Uh, you know, we we got fresh lime juice from Cousins Produce. Yeah, uh, shout you know, out. Let's have his ass on here one of these days. Okay. I uh, didn't meet him, so no, I'm he, looking forward to doing he that. He is a unique character. Okay. I actually got his name from Pal's Lounge. You know, Pal, okay, yeah, of course. Pal's is our uh, sister bar in Mid-City. And anytime I have a question about anything, yeah, I call them, <laughs> text them, and, and they're always kind enough to be to give me they know all the trade secrets oh my god they're the best man yeah um but uh we are gonna have guests um really uh our first guest that we're gonna have Mm -hmm. um who'll be coming in in a little bit uh is jennifer and we're having jennifer on as our first guest and uh because uh because of scary dan right and pothole pete Yes. Yeah, we tried to record this episode on Mardi Gras Day, (laughs) and we knocked on Jennifer's door at about 6.15 in the morning to know she didn't come. 
Don't you she have? She didn't a, answer. Do you still have the recording? On I it? have a recording, also video. There is evidence that we were both <laughs> there, awake and ready to work. Well, here here is the recording of, of us on Mardi Gras day. Jennifer. Jennifer! I don't think the bell works. Hey, look. Mm. Come up here, look. Whoa. I think they put, I think she put that in there after he was taken. As a memorial. Yeah. Hmm. She's standing us up. What is it, seven now? Yeah, seven. She's really on my shit list now. That was that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, didn't climb the fence. Uh, we wanted to climb the fence and attempt to break into the backyard, but we didn't think it was appropriate at such a early morning hour. Yeah, um, she was. Anyway, we'll, we'll 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 talk to her about that. That was bullshit that she wasn't there. She knew that we were doing that the night before. She claimed that we were going to be the ones that weren't awake. And then look at it, it blew up in her face. Yeah. I don't think I had slept. No, but I had. Yeah. I changed <laughs> clothes. God. <laughs> Just for that interview. That's how much it meant to me. Yeah. Oh, boy. You uh, know? I, found, uh, I probably sound like a fucking weirdo in that. Anyway. Um, well, I, It sounds I, great. I am yeah, a fucking weirdo. It's fine. Um, I think it sounds great. Um, the reason the whole kernel or whatever seed for why we wanted to have a podcast is the original idea is, was that this is going to be a fucking mystery. You know, mm -hmm. there's this grand mystery that occurred, um, at BJ's and I'm sure Jennifer, you know, we'll get a lot of information from her, but, uh, you know, the basics of it is that, um, there was a pothole on Lesseps, BJ's lounges at Lesseps and Burgundy in the Bywater, New Orleans, mm -hmm. Ninth Ward, for all y'all old school people who hate the, that it was called Bywater. Um, it was renamed Bywater by real estate right. people because they wanted to make it seem nicer than it was. Absolutely. But um, <clears throat> um, there was a pothole. And of course, in classic New Orleans style, those things don't ever get fucking filled. No. And so uh, I think it was Austin um, who was walking home um, down the steps and he stepped in the pothole and almost <laughs> broke his ankle. <laughs> And then, like, people started putting... That happens to him often. People started putting stuff... Yeah, he falls a lot he on falls that. A lot. Well, there's a lot of holes. Um, and, and so people started putting stuff in that pothole so that people wouldn't um, step in it. There was, right. a, there was a cone. And then as time went by, the cone, like, over Christmas, the cone had a fucking Santa hat. Yeah. And so on. And, like, it started getting decorated. It was a part of the community. Yeah, and then finally, uh, Jennifer put uh, a mannequin in the pothole called yes. Pothole Pete. And that shows how big the pothole was. 
and yeah, <laughs> yeah, the mannequin fit. And uh, it was uh, I'm pretty sure it was in the newspaper, and like it was, you know, it's a new news item. And, and and Pothole Pete would get decorated for all holidays, right? Um, but then Pothole Pete was disappeared. Okay, uh, stolen, stolen, stolen. We assume stolen. Yeah, we assume stolen. Um, and for a few months, we were, uh, everybody's, well, Jennifer was hysterical wondering where it was. Cause as you're going to hear, you know, the pothole Pete had mo- has more uh, meaning than, you know, than just a mannequin that's out there. Absolutely. It meant a lot to her. And the reason why we wanted to audio, um, that Mardi Gras day is because pothole Pete returned on mm-hmm. on Mardi Gras day a year before we went to get Jennifer from absolutely her house. at about the same time six a.m. at like six a.m. So all of a sudden I was at BJ's on Mardi Gras day. I guess it was twenty twenty one. Yeah, and she runs in there. She goes, "Pothole Pete is back!" Right, right. And so, um, and it with with a, a letter attached to it, right? Which we have framed at BJ's, mm-hmm. um, which we, we'll read to you a little bit later the yeah. exact wording of it. But, um, so it became clear that Pothole Pete was stolen by someone and returned. Right. So, um, it's a mystery. And so there have been multiple people accused of stealing Pothole Pete. And I'm sure Jennifer will go through the list. Yeah. (laughs) The litany. We'll go through everyone that was accused, why they were pardoned. Yeah. Was anybody pardoned? Well... I mean, I'm assuming since pe- pe- people still love each other here. Well, yeah, but we don't know who did it. I mean, no. we, s- we still don't know who did it. True. I mean, really, hopefully this podcast is going to reveal who did it. I mean, Absolutely. Or maybe, hopefully not. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's pretty hardcore. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... It, it's going to bring up a lot of stuff. Yeah, it, it could dig up a lot of stuff. Um, you know, the lounge... Um, is uh it's a really f- great fun place to be uh, really uh you know a community um and i don't say that as bullshit <laughs> i mean because everybody's like you're such a community space you know i'm like and i'm it always sounds like a a platitude or something whenever i say yeah it. but people referring to bj's as like their living room is a real thing it really does feel that way and i think it does act as that for a lot of people yeah i think i, I know so yeah. yeah and and of course you know when it, if you're if you have a space like that you you take the good with the bad absolutely and so um you know a lot goes on um uh, at, at the lounge where we you know uh we laugh together and cry together and so on and so forth. And like um, the whole pothole Pete thing, um, figuring out who stole it, like, mm-hmm. and the motivation behind it. And also the transformation that occurred in this person, uh, you know, who brought it back. Yeah. Scary Dan. With a letter apologizing and saying that they're, they have become a different person. Yeah. Um, and like, who is that person? You know, um, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, well, maybe. I hope so. And I hope so. We're going to be interviewing people, trying to find out uh, who who did that. Um, and so with that, we're going to introduce you to our, our first our first guest ever. Mm-hmm. Number um, one. Um, Jennifer. 
uh, also uh, who I refer to as shit list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so she won't disagree. We're going to take a quick break uh, um, while we get her ready. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right. Prepare gonna... yourselves. <laughs> at the lounge. At the lounge. I've got some obligations at the lounge. There's someone I gotta see. My boys are waiting on me. We are back. We are back and we are with uh, Jennifer Callen, um, also known as Shit List. Hello. On Good Days, known as Love List. (laughs) So um, we have you here, Jennifer, um, to talk about Pothole Pete and the mystery of Pothole Pete and Scary Dan. Mm -hmm. So I outlined it. for the Bajazians earlier, the <laughs> the basics of the story. I thought it was Bajazian. No, Bajazian. Okay, okay. It's Bajazian after Bajizian. seven p.m. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> please even, God, I'm, no. I don't even know what that fucking means. <laughs> um, but when we started, uh, I was saying earlier that uh, when Howie and I uh, first spoke about doing a podcast mm-hmm. it was uh the inspiration of it was to do it because of the mystery of pothole pete and so we were hoping um you are the central figure because you uh, put built the mannequin right i did not build the mannequin i found the mannequin on the free stoop oh. which as you know um other people in dubuque and other parts of the world may not know what the free stoop is but it's a uh, stoop on our block where people put useful things that they no longer need and i saw a facebook post one morning from a neighbor at about 6 a.m there was no photo all it said is there's a giant jesus on the free stoop and i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna put my robe and slippers and go and see what this is about and i was like i have to have this thing yeah Pothole Pete was actually a theatrical mannequin. I yeah. later found out that was um, part of the New Orleans Opera Company, I believe. Okay. And um, he was purchased by some neighbors on the 600 block of Lesseps to form a house float, which, as you remember, were the mm-hmm. decorations mm-hmm. that we did during the pandemic Mardi Gras. And then I guess they didn't want him anymore, so they put him on the free stoop. Uh, Pothole Pete was about 150, 200 pounds, but I dragged him up the block. And I put him in, in my slippers. house, in my slippers, and I quietly put him in the house because uh, my late partner, Mike, was still sleeping. And I went off to work or wherever I was going, and when I came back, Mike said, uh, so, uh, Jay, what's up with the uh, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he came to be. All right. Uh, the free st- is the free stoop still working? Is it? Oh, yeah. It's full of stuff right now. What's the, what's the address of the free stoop? Is uh, it- it's right next to Vaughn's, so it's okay. on the 800 block of... It's Heather's oh, house. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know all that shit was free. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was an installation? Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So you decided uh, with Pothole Pete, with uh, the Jesus. So it's a, it's a Jesus mannequin, basically. It's, it's, Essentially, it I, looks think, like I think Jesus. it was. I think it probably came from some operatic performance of a Mall and the Night Visitors or was involved in a passion play or something. Yeah, so... I mean, that, I wonder, that could have had something to do with why somebody took it, too. I mean, if, if somebody was upset with the sacrilege of, of putting Jesus oh. in a pothole, I don't know if that it maybe would have but something to do But was he still looking like Jesus? Mm-mm. And I thought about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
his first name was Bywater Balthazar. That's what they called him in the newspaper when oh. we picked up on it. And uh-huh. uh, we gave him the story that he was a, this was right before Christmas, that he was a wise man following a yonder star. Uh, he was headed through New Orleans and he got caught in a pothole. Mm. Right, right. And that's how he started out. And we just kept dressing him for holidays and he evolved. Yeah. And it was in the newspaper. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was celebrated. Well, kind of how we do things in New Orleans where we see the dysfunction of the city and it's because it, we the hopelessness of it all, all we can do is just laugh at it and try to create some culture out of it. So... Uh, he was in the street for for how long? How many months was he there protecting um, us from that? When he pothole? went in the pothole? Yeah, how or long when was I he? when I found him. Oh, okay. Um, uh, not very long. He was there from Christmas till Twelfth Night, and he was stolen. And then he was returned. Oh, right. Yeah, I had him for a while. He, um, uh, Julie Kelly and I had this idea when I found him that we were going to dress him up like, you know, very flamboyantly for Easter and stick him outside of BJ's with a basket of candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Gay Easter. But um, that didn't happen because uh, Miss Lee, who was the previous owner of the bar, she had right. passed away the day before Easter, and it just didn't seem appropriate. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do with this thing? So it stuck around your house for yeah, a while. Yeah, it was in my bathroom holding toilet paper and tampons for like <laughs> How did Mike six feel months. about that? <laughs> he just, he wrote a song about it. We were talking about that before. He's yeah. like, every once in a while, he'd scream out of the bathroom, Jesus is watching me pee again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, so it was from Christmas. So, the, you know, so just like a three-week period. Yeah, we put had him out right before Christmas. Protecting us mm-hmm. from that pothole. So then... That evil, evil pothole. It well, mm-hmm. it's a it's a motherfucker. Is it still there? Um, it's filled with stones. Yeah. Okay. But well, it's that's still good. there. That's good. I'm sure the city didn't do that. I'm yeah, sure that sounds a, like a, a citizen, neighbor. A yeah. it was a neighbor. Yeah. Well, so on Twelfth Night, what time did you realize that that it was gone? When I got back to BJ's, mm. <laughs> it was about midnight. <laughs> from okay, from midnight. And it was about midnight, and um, a group of us who had been at BJ's went to Vaughn's to welcome the Funny 40 Fellows as they come every year after their ride. Mm-hmm. And the Storyville Stompers were playing, and basically everybody poured out of BJ's. You were bartending that night. That's why you were my first suspect. <laughs> we all poured out of BJ's and went to Vaughn's. And when we were walking back up Lesseps, it was like, holy shit, the mannequin's gone. Mm, wow. Any Was there any trace of... The uh, next day we the- did find pieces of wood that kind of wrapped around um, Burgundy Ooh. in the corner over by Carrie Joe's Oh, so they, so they used, used a tool no, to drag it. Um, no, Pothole Pete um, was made primarily out of steel and wood. Mm-hmm. So I think it was part oh. of his body. Oh, man. Fallen limbs. Okay, so he's gone. Now, as he, he left, we... The time period after that was, uh, you know, pretty crazy. I, I was a, an early, um, you, you thought I did it because I was bartending. I didn't think you did it, but I thought you knew who did it because the door was open and mm. you were bartending. And I'm like, how could somebody drag a body right in front of the bar? And he would right. notice. But it was 12th night and there was revelry going on. Yeah. And oh, it isn't, you know, if you don't know, Vaughn's has a huge 12th night party every right. year and has for decades. Now, right? ours at BJ's was a crew of Jew party, which happened earlier. It started at like 420. Right. And that kind of trickled out at around 10 or 11 and everybody kind of drifted 
to the Vaughn's party, you know? Right. So there was a lot of back and forth. So mm. for, for everybody to miss the, you know, the theft of Pothole Pete was uh, pretty, they must have moved quickly for it to happen that fast because nobody, at least nobody says they saw anything. Or nobody wanted to say anything. Or nobody wanted to say anything. Well, and the mannequin was still in full form at this point, right? So it was still weighing 150, 200 pounds. Yeah, it was heavy. I mean. There was a lot of steel. Had to have been and multiple people, right? Mm, if I could drag it up the street. Yeah, you're right. In your slippers. In your slippers, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so probably the biggest clue we have, I think, um, is the letter that was left. So we have discussed earlier, it, it returned on Mardi Gras Day. So do you have a picture of, of the letter? It's hanging in BJ's, but mm-hmm. I would like to read the note that was written when Pothole Pete was left. Can, can you read it for us? Sure. It's hot as fuck in here, man. It is. Yeah. It says, good morning, and what a morning it is. I don't have my glasses. Will I you read that for me? I'd love to read it <laughs> Never did me. figure out whose handwriting that was. I took handwriting samples for months after this letter appeared. Okay. Good morning, and what a morning it is. I've had a transformative carnival season, and I only hope you love me for who I've become as much as you love me for who I was. My name is Scary Dan. Happy Mardi Gras. Love, Scary Dan. So, um... I also love that they felt the need to say who they were twice. I know. And so this is, when when we talk about the, the, you know, the mystery of Scary Dan, this is the biggest piece of evidence we have as to who might have done it. And the person that, and one of the biggest questions is, is Scary Dan the person that stole it? Or is, did the person who stole it rename the mannequin Scary Dan as a way of saying, I'm no longer Pothole Pete. I have mm, gone, I have, right. I have gone through a, a new trans, identity. I have gone through a transform transformation because was, was Scary Dan. It had several names before, so. But was Scary Dan different than Pothole If when Scary Dan came actually physically dressed like Jesus with a red sash. So let's. So if oh, did did Pothole Pete when he came back and was placed back in the pothole, was he different? He was clean and brushed. Yeah, and uh, just meticulously dressed, which mm. made me think right away of my friend. Now I don't think she took it, but I think uh, Julie Kelly had a part in getting him back there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think she knew who it was. So, what do you think? Do you think that the that that letter is from the person that took it, or was that person writing the letter, like as to from the perspective of Pothole Pete? I think it was from the mannequin's perspective. You think it was from the mannequin's perspective? So it wasn't the person saying, um, "Hey, I stole Pothole Pete. Um, this has been a transformative." carnival season for me and yeah, i like, felt so bad about it right. that i've returned it call me scary dan uh you know i, I don't know because it would it seems like the person that took it also had a transformative carnival season yes because they they took it and and they must it must have the guilt must have weighed on them to the point where they're like i have to return it i think it started out as a very probably alcohol feel fueled you know, prank. Yeah. 
they didn't realize the effect that it would have on me personally. Right. And no one could have. I yeah. mean, no one said, oh, we're going to, you know, if we take this, it's going to be, you know, the, the last straw on the grieving widow. You know what I mean? People yeah. weren't like doing it to be mean. Yeah. And when I went so crazy over it for whatever reason that happened, I think that this person felt badly. Yeah. Yeah. Or people. Yeah. And was trying to figure out the right way to bring it back. Yeah. And many hinted at me it might return on Mardi Gras. So I think several people mm. at the bar know who took this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I mean, I certainly don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> but for you guys, I could be lying, you know. But I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I'm serious. I, re- <laughs> I really don't fucking know. I really don't know. Is he lying? I don't know. I can't tell. I I'm usually really I good at reading people. I really don't fucking know. I'm just saying... <laughs> Your you eyes know, are but, saying yes. But here's here's <laughs> here's another part of this that that is that we we're leaving out. So, the time in between Pothole Pete was taken, and, and when Pothole Pete was returned, there was there were sightings of Pothole Pete. At least there was one. There was one. Right. Explain um, that. Um, it was a text I believe sent to you or Julie from yeah. um, Pete Breen from the joint. Where you at, Pete? Where you Where at, you the at joint? Pete? Hey, hey, <laughs> the joint man. Yeah, I'm gonna go, go for some, some of that. Yum, yum, yum. I'm gonna go there after this. Yeah. We anyway, are. anyway, uh, so he had yeah. taken a picture of um, some fellows that appeared to be uh, dragging Pothole Pete on the levee in like a little red wagon. Right. But. In this picture, he cut off their heads. I'm like, come on, you can't give me an identity here. I mean, like, it was these guys from the neck down dragging a mannequin in a little kid's thing. And I just, it was clearly Pothole Pete. And yeah, did it, it was did definitely Pothole Pete. Did he explain why he? I think he was just trying to take a picture of the mannequin and just accidentally. Oh, so it was an accident. Yeah, he, it wasn't a cover well, up. Well, that, well, that, that's Jennifer. After the, that, Jennifer was. Pete Breen became. I, I walked right up to Pete and I'm one. like, "Here's Alan." I think of it one. now; it just makes me laugh because you know, let's face it, Pete's got better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's got better things to do. I know. I I really didn't think it was no. Pete Breen, um, no. but I thought it was funny that that you thought it was. I'm curious what this photo looks like because I feel like it would be kind of obvious if it was an intentional leave out or not. I will find just, it for you later yeah, and show you. Yeah, just from the framing. Well, like, I'm curious. maybe we should interview Pete Breen from the joint and see where he stands on this. Come on, Pete. Yeah, we got to get him over here. Um, so and bring me lunch. I, he, you know, that was an interesting turn where he became suspect number one. I, you know, and I was. Suspect. Oh, he was not suspect number one. You was, were suspect number one. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you took it, but I still to this day I can't believe you didn't see anything. No. Um, I really didn't see anything. And if I was if I was bartending that night on Twelfth Night, I don't bartend anymore uh, at my own bar because, man, I was probably fucking tanked. Mm-hmm. You know, I was probably not. I was probably doing what the owner of a bar shouldn't do, <laughs> which is bartend at your own bar and get wasted behind the bar. Um, and so you know, we we live and learn. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first year I had the bar, it was like the honeymoon period, you know. So sure. I, I was kind of running pretty hard. Um, I've calmed down since then. It's a fun place to do so. I'm 50 years old now. I just had my congratulations. <laughs> um, not to digress, but um, I did have my birthday on Friday. 
Um, and uh, so, does I'm, any of this make sense to anybody else I'm but too, us? I, I don't know. Because like, know. you'd be surprised. I feel like we just confused the whole story of Pothole Pete. Why? Because I said I was fifty. No. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. We're still in it. All right. So Pete Breen becomes a suspect for a short amount of time. I was a suspect. Um, and then you still are. I still am. Um, and then, you know, the regulars around the bar, uh, Austin and Teal, I think were somehow Teal, who, you know, was, was owner of, of the bar before me. Mm-hmm. He was a suspect for a time, right? Not really a suspect. I'm just going to tell you point blank what I think happened. Okay. Okay. I think that whoever the person or people who did it felt terrible about it afterwards. I believe that they told Julie Kelly, who was a great woman who could, you know, you might, if you were going to tell her a secret, you might as well lock it in the vault. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that they told her and that at some point um, when I left town or whatever, the mannequin was placed into the front room of Teal's old house that wasn't being used at the time and Mm -hmm. stayed there until Mardi Gras day because people started hinting at me, oh, it's okay. Maybe he'll come back for Mardi Gras, you know? People knew. And then there he was. Yeah. I think yeah, it was uh, uh, maybe a drunken type of uh, yeah. of like. Right away, I decided I already forgive whoever did it. I mean, the whole thing is stupid. I mean, <laughs> you know, it just affected me weirdly. I was in a grief period. Um, Mike had been dead like, you know, three weeks, and I was suddenly finding joy in dressing this thing every day and hearing the laughter outside of my door. And then somebody took it from me, and I just so went crazy got it on the tv news i mean it was yeah. like i mean i really put some pr work into that's that how thing. grief works though mm-hmm. it just happens in strange ways you don't even suspect it mm-hmm. like you, you you place it on something um you know in a, in a way of dealing with the, the grief you put that grief on something else yeah you just don't know i had a friend die and i took on her eye twitch for a year wow in a very strange way i didn't even notice until you like enough time goes by and you're like I should probably stop doing that. That's mm-hmm. not even my Twitch, you know? People yeah. just take on interesting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we've seen our share of, uh, we've had our share of grief uh, here at BJ's, um, but our share of joy, too. Mm-hmm. I think that, that that story about Pothole Pete, and it, it is a, rede- a redemption story. It is a redemption uh, story. That, that's why we wanted to talk yeah. about it, I think. You know, and, and, you know, if you come to BJ's above the piano, you'll see the letter and the letter is some, is beautiful poetry, you know, about, you know, it's been a transformative car. I hope you love me as much for who I have become as much as you love me for who I was, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. The way he keeps defending that letter makes me think he wrote it. Do you get the same <laughs> feeling? I don't know. I was just kind of lost in thinking about how Mardi Gras seasons are transformative. He's all like, don't you love my poetry? My shit is like, the only poetry I can write is a sorry mom, I'm a drunk. I mean, it's it's a great one. (laughs) I also want to talk about the whole after pothole, Pete. I think that that's really important, too. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, what happened? Well, people filled the hole. It started with Julie. She came with a giant cross. It said, R.I.P. Pothole Pete. Yeah. And that's now in your side yard, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we put it in the hole. And um, then we started to decorate it. And when it came point for the block party, which is the Michael Dill, Michael Dill, sorry, Billy Ding and yeah. Michael Aaron block party. Yeah. Um, we memorialized all of our friends that we lost by putting pictures on this cross. Yeah. Where Pothole Pete had been. Yeah. So we just kept filling the hole. 
and it was a real community effort and it yeah. was a beautiful beautiful time yeah so you're at this point in your life you're you have ex- you have forgiven whoever oh, did it i forgave them then yeah i kept saying that in the news articles i'm like listen i forgive you just bring back my mannequin yeah and they did I don't know. I felt like for months we were going around trying to figure out who the hell did it. But but that was just... But that's also sort of a game. I mean, you're curious. I am still curious. Especially when it seems like a lot of people know things and maybe are keeping it quiet because it's such a close-knit community and so everyone will take, you know, secrets to the grave. It's also... I don't think I would have told. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, I mean... You don't really need to tell now. It's, you know... It's just not like they killed someone, you know. Yeah, it just (laughs) makes everyone curious because you're like, (laughs) just who the hell did it? Yeah, who the hell did it? Well, Jennifer, I'm really happy that you came by. I'm glad I came too. And uh, we want to have you back regularly. If any more um, unfolds about Pothole Pete, uh, we we may continue pull on that thread a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, just have you on just for whatever. Because, cool, shits and giggles. Because every, yeah. everything that you do is always uh, interesting. Um, and uh, you're, you've been always been such a, a big supporter of BJ's. And, Thanks a lot. And as much as you fuck with me, um, <laughs> it pretty much, uh, if you didn't fuck with me, I, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that you love me. <laughs> you never fuck with me. Does that mean you don't love me, Jennifer? No, I do love you, but you've never been on my shit list. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm perpetually on her shit list. Well, uh, well, shit list. Yeah. It's really hot in here. It's like 100 degrees outside, it is. and we're not running the AC. Um, thank you for coming and clearing some of that stuff up and giving us a a positive spin uh, on the rest of our day. I feel good. I feel I great. Feel too. Yeah. I might go to BJ's and have a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Let's and then do go that. to the joint and get a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it go. for us. Um, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Jennifer found Jesus on the free stoop. She brought him home to live with us. Now he's standing there and watching me poop. And I'm thinking, Jesus, what the fuck? Now I love me some Jesus, cause my mama she taught me right. But Jesus, you scare the lights out of me when I get up to pee at night. Cause you're standing there staring at my butt crack, like you're ready to yell surprise. Please don't take this the wrong way, but Christ, can't you just cover your eyes? Uh, all right, this brings us to the portion of the show where we give you BJ's calendar, what, what's happening at the lounge. Uh, it is important to understand that, uh, you know, the lounge is a lounge mostly, but we do have some live music events and other things that do occur. But for the most part, it's a place for you to go and hang out with some people. It's a good old-fashioned bar, and, folks. It's a bar, man. It's a bar. But occasionally we do have some music on the weekends and, and things like that. So uh, I'm giving Howie my calendar, 
and she's going to try to decipher what the hell's going on. So what does it say in there? I'm going to see what's up. Okay. Um, okay, so Friday the 30th of June. Mm-hmm. Big, big night. Big night. We've got Slow Motion Cowboys opening, and we've got a release show happening. I believe it's your release show, Scully it is, Ryan. It is. Um, so Ryan Scully. <laughs> it is the 10-gallon uh, the tinfoil hat. Um, we are going to be releasing our first EP that night. Um, and Slow Motion Cowboys are going to be supporting us, so that is going to be super fun. So join us for that. What time is that at? Uh, nine o'clock. Most shows are at nine at the lounge. Boom. See you there. Everyone should be there. Well, I'll be about, working the bar, so come. So that's the last show of June. So we're yeah. he- heading into July. What's happening? Um, so that following Saturday, 79ers Gang is playing. Ooh, Mardi wow. Gras Indian music. That is kick-ass because that is the last show of their residency. They, uh, they, I think it's the fifth show. They've been playing there once or twice a month for the last few months. And boy, do they kick ass. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to come and see them play, you need to do it now. I mean, it is it is remarkable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm it for is. real. Every single time. I mean, it's like, I'm what the away. hell is going yeah. on here? Um, so we have that, and then uh, something so on Monday. So we've got right? American Phony on Monday the 3rd of July. Yeah, it says American Phony. That is going to be our first annual July 3rd cover band show. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said it was a cover band show. But here's who's playing. No, 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 it is. I mean, they're flying in from all around the world. Yeah, all around the universe. We're going to have um, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen with special guest. What's her name? Give me a break. Patty uh, Smith. With Patty Smith. <laughs> Wowie. Uh, Jonathan Richmond. Mm-hmm. The Kinks. The Kinks, yeah. B 52s. Boogie Down. And Warren Zevon. It's going to be a rager. Werewolf at BJ's. Oh, God. Werewolf at BJ's. <laughs> oh, man, that's stupid. Anyway. <laughs> that's going to be in my head the I'm, entire I'm, time I'm, I'm trying to sleep after that. I'm a little delirious right now, man. Okay, what's okay, the, yeah, the week so after that? Cover show is going to be huge. Um, on Wednesday, we've got Rodeo Rob. Oh, yeah. Rodeo Rob is going to be... Uh, Coming by the lounge and doing some and smoking a big fucking pig or something like. Oh whoa! Yeah. Okay. It, it's so gonna rodeo be really rob cool. is a food situation. Yeah, it's a food situation. So it's gonna be in the backyard. I th- we're gonna have a bunch of pools set up. We are. We have like three uh, kiddie pools set up in the backyard, and uh, you can buy a bucket of ice for five bucks if you want. All right, puddle ice. party. Yeah party um that's when you know it's summer so more details on that just kind of check uh ig for more details for that shit good old-fashioned pig roast yeah man all right um that friday the 7th little freddie king mm-hmm. the king that's right if you haven't uh seen little freddie king at bj's lounge uh, i mean then what's wrong what's wrong with you yeah, where have you been do you even live here yeah you know what? It's special this summer. Uh, the next three months, we got Little Freddie King for two Fridays a month, yeah, which is so great. The legend is gonna grace us with his presence yeah. all oh, the time. Oh, you know what we did? You know what's gonna so. happen? Um, this is big news. We hooked up. Uh, we're gonna be having PA speakers um, moved. We're gonna have PA speakers in the back, mm-hmm. but then PA speakers also um, into the front room so we can hear the bands better. Whoa, that is a big deal. Yeah, we did it for the first time. Um, who played? It was uh, uh, 
the Daiquiri Queens and uh, Jeffrey Broussard. Yeah, and First it sounded time we incredible. Did, yeah, man. I believe it. That's where it's at. Okay. So uh, no but, matter where you are in the bar, you yeah. will hear yeah. what's happening on the stage. Yeah, but not too loud because we all know how BJ's is set up where it's nice to be able to sit at the bar and still be able to talk. But it's just going to bring a little more volume into that room so that uh, you can kind of feel the impact. A I'm all more. about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I like being able to hear what's going on when I'm bartending. Yeah. Because you can get, you can feel the energy more. Yeah. You know, you want to feel the energy of what's happening. So that's big news. Definitely. When you heard Freddie it first. King. You heard it first here. Um, okay. Saturday, the 8th of July. Martha, my favorite. Yes, Miss Martha. Miss Martha and her good time gang. Um, that's going to be the nine o'clock show. And then we also have Hunter Hicks. Uh, he's going out on tour and he's going to be doing uh, an evening show in the backyard, six, okay. six to eight thirty. Um, so it's going to be a that's going to be a great, great Saturday. So we got Hunter Hicks at six and Martha and her good time gang at nine and she'll be doing two sets. What? Uh, All right. I'm not even working, but I'm going to, I'm going to come. Yeah. And and bring your cowboy boots and like bring your shit kickers. I mean, that's going to be a night that everyone's going to be dancing and that's a good night at BJ's. I know. I know. Bottom line. And then I guess that's probably it because we should have another episode before, you know, before anything else is happening. Yeah. I think let's, let's wrap it up at Hunter Hicks and Martha. All right, we're going to end um, with a song off of uh, my new record, me and Alex Pianovich, mm-hmm. uh, co-owner of The Lounge. Um, we are going to end with the, this song. It's actually a song that he wrote called Morphine Drip. That's going to bring this episode. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what I need right of now. Of course. <laughs> One song's called Drunk Tomorrow, then there's Morphine Drip, then there's... I don't know. What, do you want to play rock and roll or something? It's it's psychedelic country. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's trippy country music. I can't wait. Um, so we're going to take it out with uh, me and Al's band, the 10-gallon tinfoil hat, doing Morphine Drip. Take it away. Boom. Why don't you put me in a dark room on a morphine drip And leave me there for two straight days My thoughts are all cluttered and my heart is in the gutter Why do I treat myself this way? Well, I'm tired
and leave me there for two straight days. My thoughts are all cluttered and my heart is in the gutter. Why do I treat myself this way? Myself this way. Why oh, treat myself this way? 